0: To Episode 6 of The Empty Rooms of Gorski Manor. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey of gentle ghostly tales. Light a candle, enjoy a warm cup of tea, and take a deep breath. I felt rather sad to be leaving the sisters. They had welcomed me into their cozy cottage home. And I really liked it there. They kindly packed me some food for my journey. Are you sure one of you wouldn't like to accompany me? I asked hopefully, already knowing what their answer would be. They all looked at me with a knowing smile. No words need be spoken. Safe 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 journeys. journeys. They chimed together as I walked out the door with a long hug from each of them. We can can tell tell you you this, they said looking to each other for confirmation. And permission. You You will will not have to journey journey alone alone for much longer. That was a very comforting thought. I walked out of their yard, and to the edge of their hill, then turned to look back. But the door was already closed, and all was dark within.
1: Around each corner you cannot see. The steps of time will call thy way.
0: I looked around for the owner of that voice, so curious as to who it was and when, or if, I will ever see them. With a long sigh, I look to the manor, which seems so far away. Down this hill, past the cemetery, and past that impenetrable fence, I look to the tower, and that lonely light that still burned brightly at its very top. I retrace my steps quickly back to the cemetery, I decided to spend a little more time looking for Harry Gorsky's gravestone. I listened and felt. But nothing came to me. All was empty. Not silent. Just very empty. I too felt empty inside. Oh, what have I done to be here? Or maybe not do.
1: You Do not need to understand, just experience.
0: Easy for you to say, I answered, maybe a bit too snarky. I closed my eyes for a moment, feeling some comfort from those words, but still disconnected from this place, alone yet safe within my head but I couldn't stand here forever, so I eventually had to open my eyes wide. In the rising moonlight I noticed an old broom leaning against a tombstone. I could swear it had not been there before. Looking around for anyone, I walked over to it, taking it into my hands. Such a lovely broom. Twisted staff with long broomcorn fibers, securely attached with black woven cord. Several stones were tied to the staff, along with a bundle of some kind of herbs. And one of the stones was white, really another stone. I took the stone in my hand and turned it over, expecting to see another rune. But the surface was bare. I couldn't help feeling a bit disappointed. I moved the herb bundle to my nose and took a little sniff. A very mossy smell. It reminds me of something unseen. I had a crazy idea. Could this broom fly? Maybe not that crazy, with all that I have already seen. I tried to remember that incantation from the movie of my childhood. I think it was Wingardi Liviosi. Well, I must try it. So I called out in anticipation, Wingardi Liviosi. Oh, but nothing. I probably didn't pronounce it right, as those children had done in the first learnings. Oh, well, it was worth a try. I did feel some comfort holding the broom, though. It could be used to defend myself. Well, not the best thought. Defend myself from what, or from who? I looked back to the lighted window up on the manor's tower, and so wished this broom could fly.
2: It will, if you know how to use it, my puppet,
0: someone said. I jumped, holding onto the broom defensively and turned a full circle trying to locate the owner of that voice. Where are you? I warned. (laughs) Down here, giggled the voice. I looked down around the graves, and caught my breath as I saw a skeleton hand waving from within the ground of one of them. Do not be so skittish she said, cutely making a fist and using her pointer finger to motion me over to her grave mound.
2: You have seen much, much worse. Things on your journeys.
0: That was true, I thought, but this was definitely different. I walked closer, slowly, She moved her hand as if asking me to take it. Just give me your hand and pull me out, she instructed.
2: I will then show you how to use the broom. You want to go to the tower, though, don't you?
0: How do they know these things? I thought to myself a little frustrated.
2: You wear your thoughts on your sleeve,
0: she laughed at me. I knelt down by her side, not certain what to do. I for sure am not going to just do as she asks. I need some confirmation that she is who she is. I looked to her gravestone and read, Marjorie Brown, 1843, and there was a skull and crossbones carved beneath her name. Are you Marjorie Brown, I asked.
2: Well, that's a
0: silly question. Give me your hand. She snarled again. I don't think so, I said standing up. She expressively curled her hand to bend it downwards as if in sadness. I took a deep breath, feeling her tug on my heartstrings. I moved closer to her and sat down thinking, what should I do? The crossbones on her gravestone gave me concern, as did her attitude. If she was awake, with one hand already out of the ground, why couldn't she pull herself out? It just didn't feel right. Okay, I said carefully. I will help you. With this, her hand waved back and forth as she cheered. She also gave me an OK sign. How do you know the OK sign if you died in 1843, I asked her.
2: I am only dead, not unaware. Take my hand. Uh,
1: But
0: I started
2: no, not the proverbial b- 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 but,
0: she gasped, and she accented the but in not the nicest fashion of a gesture. But, I said again, you need to prove who you are. I can't just dig up anyone. Can you tell me why the crossbones are on your tombstone and only one date?
2: Do not worry about that. I didn't live in this area. That is my death date. And, well, I was, let me say, a bit of a rebel in my younger days. But I reformed. I really did.
0: She said that with some pride. I thought for a moment more and offered, I will help you, if you meet me at the underworld gate first. Her hand made some odd expressions. I didn't feel that they were very nice. That's my terms, I said. Agreed. She confirmed, and her hand disappeared back into the grave. I moved to a safer place away from her grave, and settled in to make the journey. I've been to the underworld so many times, so my arrival there goes quickly. Only those spirits, entities, elementals that are, oh, what word can I use? Good, honest, safe. Those all seemed too simple of words, but I think you get the picture. Only these spirits can get past the gatekeeper and enter the underworld. That is the proof. They are worthy and true to work with. I traveled fast to the underworld river, crossed it, and walked over to the huge, black, yet beautiful, iron fence and gate. You cannot see the gatekeeper but he is there. I opened the gate and walked in, closing it firmly behind me. There is no need for a lock. I went and sat on a tree stump and waited for her arrival. I looked around to see who might be there. I saw a big blue dragon cross the sky, and I caught a glimpse of my friend Badger. He waved but seemed in a hurry intent on his business at hand. I pulled out a cookie from the sisters. It was in the shape of a crescent moon with lovely white frosting. It was delicious. I finished the cookie and still no Marjorie. I thought of her name. It reminded me of a nursery rhyme. See, saw, Marjorie Brown, buy a pack of something. I can't remember. Then I saw her.
1: Come cast the sail, the last sail On our way to the great endless sea To our back, never near, on our way to the great endless sea. I try to love. sail over waves on the great open sea.
0: She slowly emerged from the river water, dripping wet some flesh yet on her bones, long dirty yellow hair to her waist, rags wrapped around her body and limbs. She wore black boots up to her thighs and a leather belt that had a place to hold a sword. A large flouncy hat rested balanced upon her skull and her whole image shouted, Pirate! There was a strange swirling mist around her, her ankles and wrists that made them indistinct and shadowy. I definitely could see pirate all over her. She slowly walked to the gate. I moved forward to meet her. Her hair hung over her face, so I could not see her eyes, but could see the jaw and her teeth Move slowly.
2: Here I be. Let me in.
0: I can't let you in, I reminded her of the rules. All you have to do is open the gate. It is not locked. She shook with agitation for me.
2: You said you would help me.
0: I, I will, I confirmed, taking a step backwards. All you have to do is come in. She gave out a bone-chilling screech and grabbed the gate bars with two bony hands and started to shake and rattle it.
1: Help me! You promised!
0: She screamed as a dark wind started to swirl around her. I stepped back further and just watched. I could see her being pushed backwards, back to the river. This dark wind whipped her hair around frantically as she fought wildly to get back to the gate. I could see the mist had been loosened from around her wrists and ankles, and I could see cuffs of heavy iron with chains stretching back to the river. The chains slowly pulled her back, inch by inch, back to where she belonged, locked in her grave. You promised, she cried one last time as the chains gave her one more strong yank, and then she disappeared into the river. The dark wind began to swirl slowly, returning to the gate. I knew it was the gatekeeper. I woke with a start, inhaling a big breath of cool night air as I found myself sitting at the gravestone facing her grave. All was quiet, all was still. I felt I needed some comfort and pulled out another cookie. I looked down at Marjorie Brown's grave. I stood in silence, feeling sorry for her but glad I had listened to my intuition. As I gazed at the carvings on her tombstone, I noticed something was in the mouth of the skull, carved there within the crossbones. I carefully stuck a finger into its mouth, having the thought of being bitten by the many grinning teeth there. This did cross my mind. I wouldn't put it past her. I brushed away some dirt, and there carved in the tombstone was the rune Othilo. It was carved deep, and it was carved true. The rune of our ancestors, skull and crossbones. I consider this about Marjorie, her connection to Gorski Manor. Why is she buried here? I felt a pull on my ankle. I looked down and yelled with fright as I saw Marjorie's bony hand grab tight to my ankle and begin to pull me down. With a panic cry, I jerked myself clear of her and heard her howling laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I moved away quickly as I caught my breath and looked back at her hand. I could feel her wrath filled with disdain and anger as she gave me a wave of goodbye. I heard several crows call to accent her expression. Her hand then disappeared into the black earth. With beating heart, I turned away knowing that I for surely had dodged a bullet, probably from a pirate musket. I started to walk away, grabbing the broom to take with me. I stopped to look at the white stone hanging upon it, and now it was no longer blank. The rune Othello was carved upon it.
1: Hey, hey, hey. got a cookie for me.